It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Puck Off. I am your host, Chris Nozick, joined by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson, also of the Short Shift Podcast. Andrew, it seems like it's been forever since we sat down behind the mics and had a chance to record. Lots have gone down in the world of hockey, so how are you? Let's start with that. I'm better than Shane Pinto. I think a lot of people are. <laughs> So what we're going to do, you and I are going to sit down again in a couple days and we're going to look at the on-ice stuff across the league and we'll look at individual teams then. Right now we've had so much go on across the league. You mentioned Shane Pinto. We had the the Frozen Frenzy, preview, the, the first iteration of the Frozen Frenzy on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Pride Tape get banned and now get used and May Culpa's on that. Um, I do have one question for you that's more on ice related for you, just because mm-hmm. I know there's so much of it to get to. Uh, but where where do you want to start? You mentioned Shane Pinto. Do you want to start with that? Because that's the most recent. Yeah, let's 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 hit it while it's fresh. So Shane Pinto suspended 41 games for gambling on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Not NHL. The the, the NHL made sure to make that distinct I, distinction. I have a theory i'm gonna let you go first that's the that's the overview of it what was your first thought when you saw the 41 game suspension come down that he must have been on the nhl (laughs) (laughs) that was my first initial thought and then the nhl comes out and says he didn't bet on the nhl it's like okay what could he have done and then the term offshore proxy betting gets thrown about Right now, we're all learning all these different terms: proxy betting, and you know that all is stuff. very so, legal. <laughs> so, well, so first, first and foremost, I have to credit the Ottawa Senators because this mm-hmm. investigation started months ago. So it, so that must have been why he was uh, sent home a couple weeks ago. Well, so basically, have... basically, if you listen to Elliot Friedman's timeline, when they offered him that one for one contract. Mm-hmm. It, this, the league had basically just gone to them and been like, yo, chill on the negotiations. There's a massive investigation that we're starting. He knows about it, you know, and they basically were like, all right, well, let's try and get this underway and just go, here's a one for one. And then Pinto's team was like, no, not yet. And then all this stuff came out within the, or, but credit for or Ottawa for not letting it get out. Yeah. Yeah, the every I saw a lot of people. I, I want to nip this in the bud right now. I did see a lot of people say, 
where's the players association in this? Why doesn't the players association appeal on his behalf? Guess who negotiated the suspension? The players, players association. Well, so he was involved. Obviously the players association was involved. The league was involved. We just said it. This was a negotiated punishment. So here's my question. One, where did the, where did, where did they start? And why? What I've heard is Gary Bettman wanted this to be a full year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Now, uh, so and that was the, that was probably the that was probably the players union appeal where Gary right. Bettman was like I'm 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 nixing this kid for a year and the players union was like no you're not no you're not right. first, first of all your vague wording second of all they probably have proof to the proxy survey because so if, if you listen to the the most recent two episodes because they did one right when it first broke 32 thoughts with Elliot Friedman from what it sounds like he he has a legal betting account. So let's start with that. He has yeah. a legal betting account. And we'll it's been DraftKings pointed out. For example, because shout out the Hockey Podcast Network, sponsor of ours, DraftKings. We'll use them as an example. Yeah, it, and it, they, they made sure to point out too that this is Pinto's United States of America. Right. Legal he has a betting legal account. betting account in New, I believe, out based out of New York. So mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking, that's like me going to the state of New York and signing up for DraftKings. It's perfectly legal for me to do. Mm-hmm. Now, the proxy betting basically means someone else had access to his account. So that's mm-hmm. like me going, hey, Andrew, log into my DraftKings. Here's my username and password. Place this bet for me because I'm in a place that I can't do it. I'm in state X where it's illegal. Yeah, You're in mm-hmm. my home state place this bet for me that is the simplest terms of proxy betting yes now when you're a multi-million dollar athlete a company like DraftKings, when they see you sign up for a legal account will still sit there and go we've got to watch this one they have skin in the game Mm -hmm. big skin in the game and big money can be made from that so and I don't out. know which company did they use. Has it ever come out? Has it come out which company he uses? No, I'm just kind of picking on DraftKings because you know sponsor. Yeah, right. Because um, it's literally right in front of us on our board. It, right. <laughs> and they're one of the biggest ones. If it wasn't them, it would probably bet 99. It's on his fucking helmet every game. Something so, like that. Oh my god, the memes coming out of that were oh, yeah. so funny. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> So basically, here's my theory. Obviously, none of this is proven, but if you listen to Elliot Friedman, the way he's talking, um, the equivalent of, Andrew, here's my DraftKings login, place this bet for me. And then what ended up happening was, you know, you still had me logged in on your phone Mm -hmm. and you were like, ooh, this game is going on. I want to place a bet. You go in and you place a bet and DraftKings flags it because, Hey, wait a minute. He's why are not, you in this state? Why are you here placing a bet when your team is over here doing this? Mm-hmm. And so that caused the flag. Now, my guess is whoever had the access to his account placed the bet on an NHL game. And wouldn't that may- be... Wouldn't that be... Uh- it doesn't that fall under the umbrella of there was no action on NHL games. So if you listen to how they were, are you listening or are you getting in, in the wording of Pinto I'm getting that I'm yeah. getting in on the wording where they say yeah. Shane Pinto didn't bet on hockey. Mm-hmm. 
his proxy did. That's how it got flagged. And that's why they took the book and tried to throw it at Shane Pinto. And they were like, you're responsible for this, all these things. And they were like, whoa, timeout. We can prove, we can legitimately prove that while it was his account, it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. And so this is them throwing the book at a situation where the league wants to make an example of them as they should and say, we're going to throw the book at you for a year because your account was used to do this, this, that, and the other thing. And the players association basically came in and said, time the fuck out for a minute. Right. We can prove he didn't do it. Yes. He's responsible for it, but yeah. he didn't do it directly. But is this is this a is this a suspension of negligence? Is this a do you think Shane Pinto? Do you think he had like a deal with this person where it's like place this you can place this bet I'll give you a cut blah 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 possibly on things that weren't hockey. Yeah, you got to remember this investigation took months, so that means there is evidence on both sides that they found that the league was able to back off of a full games a fully season suspension. They mm-hmm. negotiated this to half a year. And oh, by the way, retroactive to game one for a team he's not even signed with. Mm-hmm. So there, so that that's a strange thing. I think serve the suspension I, when he doesn't have a fucking contract. I, I I think that's interesting. I think it's I think it's I think it has to do with RFA language. I don't think so, because they very easily can sit there and say, "Listen, once you have a contract in place, your suspension starts." But they mm-hmm. chose not to. They chose to say the seven games that your team has already played count, mm-hmm. which means now the senators don't get penalized on the cap for it. Because in theory, in theory, as a suspended player, he should count towards the cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's not signed. So there's, there, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing to count. So. Exactly. Which means they, in theory, can wait. I think the suspension ends in like mid mid January. Yeah, and they no. also mm-hmm. negotiate. Well, I don't think they negotiated it because he's not a, a group. He's a group two free agent, so he doesn't qualify for a qualifying offer. So he can sign after whatever it is the December first deadline, and he's still eligible to play in this season. So now. Ottawa catches a massive break because they don't have to sign yeah. them until mid-January. This is kind of gift wrapped for Ottawa right now. But that's what I'm saying. There's There has to be enough there where the Players Association and the team were able to say, hey, listen, if you go through with a full season, we have all of this to blackball you with. And mm-hmm. once all this goes public, you look bad. And by the way, you already look bad enough because you banned Pride Tape and you banned this, that, and the other thing, and you already look stupid. So let's not do that. Mm-hmm. They negotiated this to 41 games with time served, no cap hit for the Ottawa Senators. There's something there. They literally, they literally told them, told them to stop negotiating. Like it's in right. your best interest to not negotiate with him right now. So this is all got this is all gift wrap for the senators. It's gift wrap for the senators in such a way where especially with new ownership, by the way. Mm-hmm. Can we throw that in there? Yeah. The league wanted they must people. love this shit. <laughs> and Gary Bettman came off his pedestal and said, This is a good enough mid-ground, mid-ground. Yeah. 
I have a feeling there was bets made on hockey games, probably not Ottawa, but there was mm-hmm. evidence enough to say that it wasn't Sh- Shane Pinto's doing and he had no involvement in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything malicious on the player's part to be involved in this. He just, his password went in the hands of the wrong guy. Yeah. And now Shane Pinto has one less friend. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. Dude, if, if that happened to me, but, though, but, if I'm an I issue, mean, I would be. I hope he won me money. Yeah. Thanks for the cash, Shane. Bye. But Pinto, Pinto, Pinto is kind of a kind of an idiot for this, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, OK. No, all right. Like, we're not absolving Shane Pinto from this. No, 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 no. Okay. Keep your passwords to yourself. You're fucking real man. You and also as as you know the you know the policy, and if you have an account, I'm almost certain that you have to tell the NHL, "Hey, I'm defenseman so and so. I'm 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 Ford Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators. Hey NHL cool. NHL, I have an account with DraftKings. You know one of our not betting on the NHL. <laughs> you know one of our sponsors. Yeah right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm sorry, but people who are complaining about the quote-unquote hypocrisy. There's no hypocrisy. There's no hypocrisy because he did something illegal. (laughs) Well, the whole point, though, is, is, yeah, these companies partner with the league. They don't partner with the players. They partner with the league. Players get a cut from doing commercials and appearances and all this other stuff that's built into their contracts that are paid for that. Second of all, they know the policy when it comes to gambling. Right. I worked in the ticketing office for two professional sports organizations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both had connections. So I worked in major league soccer, mm-hmm. both organizations, the Rebs, right? I worked for the new England revolution and FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. All right. Ownerships are Robert Kraft and the mm-hmm. hunt family. Mm-hmm. So that also included the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. All right. right now, right. there were clauses that basically said that we couldn't bet on certain things. So, like, even though I didn't work for the Kansas City Chiefs, I had insider. You worked for in- a property of the Kansas City Chiefs. I worked for a property of the ownership group of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And therefore, according to the the gambling policies of the gambling the sports books so mm-hmm. it was it was a DraftKings policy that basically had wording that i could potentially have inside information okay. and therefore i couldn't bet if a schmo on... like you knows that no offense shane pinto fucking knows that well that's my point yeah that's that's my fucking point and so you know what i did i didn't bet Mm-hmm. No. I said, I, I, I don't want to lose my job. Here's a situation. $5 that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win a game. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a minute. He won five bucks on a plus 3,000 odd. Like, and I'm a, like you said, I'm a fucking schmo when it comes to this app. But why? Is a- I'm sitting here selling tickets to these things going, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You play in the fucking league. How is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Trust me, Shane Pinto's contract has a lot more zeros on it than mine did. Yeah. 
the best way to 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 not put yourself into into a situation is to remove yourself from a situation and like i mean i did love the wording of the nhl when they announced the suspension we consider this matter closed like leave us alone that yeah. tells me they're pissed because they lost out on the leverage they wanted to have mhm also also like do you are you annoyed with the NHL with their la- their la- the lack of transparency from them on the the grounds of the si- of the situation that we had to basically get this all from thirty two thoughts what? and Frankster Valley from a, to a lesser extent? I think the league kept it under wraps, rightfully so, for as long as they had to, because the last thing you want is blurbs getting out there, and what we would have gotten. And this is no disrespect to Saravali or Friedman mm-hmm. or name your insider. If what they came out with was the league is investigating a player for gambling, mm-hmm. all the suspicion, all the hype, all the, you know, the fuckery of Twitter now X, whatever you want to call it. It's Twitter. Call it Twitter, please. It, it, <laughs> it's literally nothing but a swirling shitstorm. Mm hmm they kept it under wraps until they were able to go, okay, here's what we found. Here's who we found did what. And Mm -hmm. here's how he's being punished. We're moving on game over. Mm -hmm. Now they were vague as fuck about what he did. They were vague as fuck about what they found. They gave you a little bit. And then they said, here's his punishment. We're moving on. So they gave you two and a half out of four. Mm-hmm. And they expect we're moving on to be enough. Now, I think we're going to get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, it'll trickle out over time, and we're going to go, oh, okay, because now we're getting the, you know, contacts from whatever betting sports book it was. They're going to sit there and be like, all right, it's out there now. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it benefits like DraftKings. Um, FanDuel, whatever one, you know, BetMGM, I think it benefits them to Mm -hmm. say, here's how we monitor an athlete's account and what we look for. Mm -hmm. The more, like, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to get more transparency from them than we are the National Hockey League. Yeah. I think the, I I think the, the, the big, the basic crux of all this is that Shane Pinto was a dumb kid who did a dumb kid thing. And, but you know what? He's young enough. Mm-hmm. He can recover from it. Sure. You know, like he's talented enough. It's not like 41 games, you know, like, yeah, he'll, he'll come back slow. And like, then, don't, you know, no. And then after that 41 games, he's going to be shuffling back over to the negotiating table with, um, with what, what, with what's his name with, uh, Pierre Dorian, if he's still there. And, <laughs> No, I from if you and if you listen to Elliot Friedman, one of the biggest things is that Pinto and his camp are appreciative that it stayed under wraps. Mm-hmm. He wants to be in Ottawa. He's always wanted to be in Ottawa. They've always said he wants to be in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, like like um, Elliot said, he's going to sign for a low dollar contract just to get this year out of the way. Mm-hmm. He'll probably he'll probably do like a two year one million dollar contract AAV. And then that that man, you get a twenty goal, twenty goal middle six center. 
Well, here's the thing. You're going to get him for half of this year and you're going to get him for next year. You give him an opportunity to rebuild himself. Mm-hmm. And if something comes up in the next, call it eight months, and you can sit there and say, hey, listen, you need a fresh start. Or he comes to yeah. you and says, I need a fresh start. You have a year at a million dollars for this kid under contract that you can shop them to a team and say, hey, listen, we, we've, we've moved on from his position because we have someone who's filling it now while he's out. Mm-hmm. We don't have a spot for him. He needs a fresh start. Who wants to grab him and what are you willing to give him, give us for him? Mm-hmm. He's under contract for a year. Oh, we'll give you a fourth round pick sold. Mm-hmm. You know, have fun, have fun. Good luck. Welcome to St. Louis. <laughs> well, St. Louis. Just picking a team that, yeah. You know, I mean, he would fit there. Let's be real. <laughs> um, what else we got on the docket, bud? Well, I was going to say, it, it, it's it's kind of ironic how the league has decided to sit there and say, we're closing the matter. We're moving on. We don't want to talk about this anymore. Meanwhile, the immediate follow-up question then goes, okay, so what about rainbow tape? Travis Dermott. So the NHL bans pride tape, and Travis Dermott, puts pride tape on a stick and basically stares Gary Bettman's soul and says, what are you going to do about it? And Gary <laughs> Bettman said, nothing. We're sorry. <laughs> and Gary Bettman went, fuck. That's probably why they came out with such a statement of, we're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> when it came to Shane Pinto. <laughs> what a, what a G Travis Dermott is, right? And He's basically guy, just uh, telling the NHL, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything for this. You know who it's a bad look for, though? Um, I, I, could, name a, I could name a few. But every, every superstar in the league. Mm. Because Travis Dermott did this. Journeyman defenseman on the Arizona Coyotes. Journeyman defenseman on the Arizona Coyotes making league men on a two-way contract. Right. He laid it on the line. He came up to the line, put his balls down, and just said, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? And the league went, shit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Turned around, walked away, and they came back with nothing. Yeah. We – what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They, we they, don't know. We didn't think we'd get this far. They literally were the meme of Homer Simpson going back into the bushes. Yeah. yeah. That was the National Hockey League. They came out with a sign that said, no more pride tape. And then they backed up into the bushes and they came back out with no sign and just said, hi, pride tape. Uh, you know what? Good, yeah, again, good for, good, good for Dermot for literally putting his job where, where his mouth is. Oh, for sure. It would but be different if it was a guy. It would be different if it, if we're if we're gonna keep with uh, Arizona. It would be different if a guy like Clayton Keller came out and did it. Well, that's Clayton Keller secure. Clayton Keller secure. Well, here's Travis the thing. Berman isn't. You had guys like Brad Marchand, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaitel, Sidney Crosby. You had faces of the league sit there and go, "Yeah, we're disappointed, but we're gonna follow through with the rule." Yeah. And you have this nobody who sits there and goes, no one's asked me about it. Fuck it. I'm going to use the tape. <laughs> no one's asked me about it. Because why would they? Why would you ask Travis Dermott? Why? Yeah. <laughs> but here's my question. If you're Travis Dermott, 
Mm. All right. And you came at the league and you went, I'm right here. What are you going to do? I triple dog dare you to find me for this. Right. And now all the players look at him and they go, oh, my God, nothing happened. Um, Mm -hmm. First and foremost, why haven't other players, the ones who have expressed interest in actually doing it, where there's where's their finger towards the league on this? It makes the it, it makes the NHL at large, like the higher ups, it makes the NHL at large look spineless. It also makes the players association look horrible. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately what ended up we, we got here because of what? Seven players, seven players, seven players last year who, by the way, uh, will round it and say half of which had a legitimate reason to sit there and say, I don't feel comfortable wearing the jersey. The other half. Oh, you'll never see me wear that. Um, Hey, stall. We have pictures of you doing it already. No, you don't. And there's video. No, you don't. Dude, you're doing an interview in two, you know, from three years ago wearing it on the bench. The fuck are you talking about? And, but, oh, no, we're we're evil because we asked him about his hypocrisy in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wore it then. You're not wearing it now. You're choosing not to wear it now. You chose then. You chose now. Why did mm-hmm. you choose differently? Right. Who's the snowflake? I'm just going to Oh, Jesus. Who's the snowflake? Yeah. Because ultimately we are where we should have been. If you want to use tape, use tape. Where they should end it is if you want to wear a jersey, wear a jersey. Yeah. The jerseys should be available to the players who want to wear them as well. And they should be available they should be available to for for, you know, for causes. That's right. what's the original point of them all. Well, and here's the thing. Hockey fights cancer, all of that. When when Ivan Provorov came out cuz he's the one who he was the linchpin in this whole thing. Yeah, he's the one who started this. He came out and said that he wasn't comfortable doing it because of how things were across the world, where he's from, specifically in Russia. And you know what? Everybody kind of went, good point. It's okay. We we give you this opportunity to, to be okay with it. You know? Some people were still sitting there going, put the fucking jersey on. The large, vast majority of people, though, were sitting there going, okay, we understand. Not my thing. You have legitimate concerns. No big deal. It is what it is. We'll move on. Mm-hmm. Just everybody else will wear one. Fine. And the players who came out and had those types of concerns, no one gave a shit. No <laughs> one gave. No one gave a shit. Yeah. It was when people went, leaned on this faux reason of, well, I'm not going to do it now because my religion says this. Well, were you not this religious three years ago when you wore it before? Also, religion's n- religion, religion's not really an excuse because Travis Dermott's a devout Christian, right? He has a tattoo of a giant cross going down his ribs, right? It doesn't say "love thy neighbor" unless they're gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing about it. So, nothing. but but here's. Uh, uh, Fine. If you want to, if you want to come across uh, James Reimer looking at you as an mm-hmm. ass clown, because if if you're going to be asked about it, we live in a world where you're no matter what you do, we you're going to be asked about it. 
Just ask Connor Bedard. The guy wakes up, makes breakfast sandwich. Why didn't you use the bacon? You had sausage. Why, where, why wasn't the bacon on there? Man, quick aside on that. That interview during the second intermission of that Bruins game, that man looked like that boy looked like he would rather have been anywhere else doing anything else. Except probably in that would've. moment with that camera in front of him and that mic. What? He probably would have. We're going to get to the Bedard coverage yeah. in a minute. But that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing where, okay, just be prepared to answer the question because it's yeah. going to come. At the end of the day. And some people aren't going to like your answer. Guess what? Tough. Yeah, tough. That's the world we live in. But if you're going to have your beliefs, fucking stand behind them. Mm-hmm. What did... uh? Um, I, I, I used to be a huge fan of him. I'm not really a huge fan of him anymore because he turned he, he, he leaned more into the smarmy prick side of it. But Bill Maher has an outstanding quote about something like that. If you're going to be audacious and take a shit in front of somebody, have the balls to stand by your shit. Well, it, well, here's the thing. Like, this is a great example. Mm-hmm. Last year, Boston Bruins signed Mitch Miller. The entire mm-hmm. team went, what? We don't The like- entire team went, why did you shit on the floor? Right. The, the, the entire team went, what are we doing? Yeah. And and you know what? They were those were some of the most what's the word I'm looking for? Well done interviews. Because mm-hmm. you could tell players on the team were not happy with it. Not at all. Like uh, Patrice Bergeron did a sit-down interview with, I think it was Elliot Friedman. Yeah, it was Elliot Friedman. And that wasn't even the original purpose of the interview. No, no, it wasn't. But he was asked about it. He knew he was going to be asked about it. He was prepared. Mm-hmm. Second of all, he was professional. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He didn't hold back. He said, he, you know, basically, if you read between the lines, we think they messed up. We didn't want this. We went to them and said, get rid of him. <laughs> and the team went, get out, oh, get out, get out. Yeah. And they listened. So let's say hypothetically in San Jose, there's a goaltender who comes out and says, I don't want to wear this because of this, this, and this. And the rest of the locker room goes, I don't want to play with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Credit to the rest of your locker room for saying we don't want someone who doesn't agree, who's who's basically not part of our team to be on our team. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that players should be ostracized for it, for this, that, and the other thing. But if you're building a culture, your culture has to go through the entire locker room. Freedom of speech and freedom of choice does not absolve you from freedom of consequences. Right. So if the consequence of you being a dickhead is no one wants you on their team, have fun playing by yourself. Yeah. In Mitchell Miller's case, have fun uh, playing in the Slovakian league by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're Shane, no, never mind. Uh, oh my god. Well, I think about him. Don't, in that don't, don't, if you're Shane Pinto, don't bet on yourself. Think. Oh. Think about how that locker room is going to be, though. Mm-hmm. You know, if he comes back and that locker room is split, half of them are pissed at him and the other half are ready to just move on. You got to get rid of Pinto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't have half your locker room ready to kill the guy. 
You can't have half of your locker room being like, you were supposed to be here and you're not. Right. We were counting on you. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway, we got a couple more things to get to. I'm going to toss it over to our sponsors real quick. We'll be right back. The NFL season is going strong, and, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. There's a pass game playing the Dolphins. They are plus 390 for this week. They took out the Bills last week, so who knows? Get in on the game day greatness. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. As I said, when you bet five on the NFL, that's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE and why or text hope and why which is 467369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas license partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. Welcome back to Puck Off here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Andrew, after Yo. hearing from our sponsors over at DraftKings, Mm-hmm. We have just a couple le- things left to get to. This is going to be a shorter episode because we're going to dive into all the team stuff. As I mentioned, it's also uh, almost midnight. <laughs> it's also almost midnight. We we seem to have this theme of recording at almost midnight. Yeah. Um. First and foremost, this week was also the launch of something else. Hmm. What did you think of Tuesday night's Frozen Frenzy? Um. It... Do Give you like Red Zone? Give it a grade. Uh, B. I thought it was pretty well done. I was uh, nothing say, I really special. It, it was just a lot of games on ESPN. I would give it a solid B. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point, do you like Red Zone? I love Red Zone. Yeah, Red Zone there you go. If you like Red Zone, there you go. It's Red Zone. For Red Zone's one of a kind. Here's also, if you if you also if you really like John Butchergrass, you got a lot of that. <laughs> my my immediate thought, and I tweeted this out that night. Oh, it was screaming Barry Melrose. Oh, it was. By the way, best Barry of luck Melrose. to him, man. Best of so, luck to him. Absolutely. Yep. That night, though, like, even if they just did a a a ten second clip of Barry Melrose doing the intro for the show, mm-hmm. "Welcome to the Frozen Frenzy" on ESP, like something would have been just a touch. Yeah, you know. It just because of everything he's done. So Mm -hmm. shout out Barry Melrose. We missed you on Tuesday at the Frozen Frenzy, but they you you change you you are ESPN hockey. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's why he was with him for how long? Like like he like he got fired from the Kings in '94, and he went right into ESPN, and he stayed there until like this year. Other than like like two week stop as coach of the Lightning. 
Something like that. Yeah, I mean, so shout out Barry Melrose. Yep. You're missed on Tuesday. But you know what? Gross Weeks did a great job with it, with yep. what they were given. Uh, I think the 15-minute staggered start time was a mistake. I think what they should have done is they should have done um, they should have done staggered start times in groups of three or they four. Have you have times on a weekend day, weekend day. Uh, well, no, I mean they they. It is what it is. Tuesday, no. whatever. Any night that they do this, it's gonna do just as well. You're either going to watch it or you're not because you're a hockey fan or you're not. I would do Sunday. I would do a Sunday. I would do this again. If I were to do this again, if I was ESPN, I would do this again on a Sunday after football season, because you have that, you have that weird kind of where you're kind of, you're competing with the NBA sort of, but there's more of a competition with the NBA than there is with the NFL and, you know, major league baseball is in spring training. So who cares? Do it in February or something. I, I mean, you can do this a couple times during the season. It, it The execution of it for me is what brings it down to a B because uh, this is the type of thing that people will watch flipping around on a Thursday night and go, oh, there's seven games going on right now. I don't know who I want to watch, so let me put this on. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of thing that can work anytime during the season. The problem with it was you had a staggered start time of 15-minute intervals for every game. So for 15 minutes, once the show started, you had one game on. Mm-hmm. the fuck are they gonna do with that no you're watching the game for 15 minutes at possibly 20 <laughs> if they if you have 16 games group it in fours so these four start at seven o'clock eastern these four at 7 30 eastern these mm-hmm. ones at 8 30 eastern and these ones at 10 30 eastern or 10 o'clock because now you have four game blocks when that first group goes to intermission, you have a second group sitting there. Now they're not all going to go to intermission at the same time. Right. So that, means, that means that first group, when you have the first game, you know, you have one game going to intermission. The other one still has three minutes left. Another one has seven minutes left. And another one has, you know, 45 seconds left. That's mm-hmm. staggered right there. Then you have another group that they're all going to stagger their puck drop because no one can drop the puck on time anyway. <laughs> seven, seven o'clock here in TD Garden is seven fifteen. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. But you know what? That helps a thing like this because three of the other ones are two minutes in, and now they start. It mm-hmm. con- the the problem that it became is, and this is what everybody thought was going to be the issue going in. When you look at what the red zone is, it's a it's a it's a 30 second delayed highlight reel with some live action thrown in. Yeah. When they get to a point where they go, we don't know what to show you because nothing's happened yet. They say, we're going to go live to this game and you get a live cut of a game until something happens. And then they immediately go, we're going to cut away from this because we're going to go to this game where something may be about to happen here. Cause they're entering the red zone. Mm-hmm. They know something happened. That's why they cut to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it prevents you from having to flip through the channels. Mm-hmm. So they have the ability to go live to a game and then say, okay, we're going to pull you from this game and we're going to bring you back to this one because this team's now on a power play. Mm-hmm. Now that requires a lot of behind the scenes, executive producing and producers and all this other stuff. You want the live reaction from a guy like Kevin Weeks. That's what brings it personality. Mm-hmm. So 
first of all, keep the chicken parm off the set. <laughs> the reason why that took the way that it did is because there was nothing going on in the games. Yeah. <laughs> they even sat there and they went, we don't know what the fuck to show you. So here's some chicken parm. Bucci's weird with his chicken parm. You know, I mean, you, you, if you look at that, go back and look at that. Kevin Weeks was like, should I eat this? Like, should I actually eat this? We're, I, I, I am live right now. Right. And they were like, uh, no, go ahead, eat it. And he was like, okay, hey, this is good. <laughs> I bet maybe you know more plan, maybe more set pieces, possibly. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, if they had action to go to. Because mm -hmm. also when you have staggered start, start times the way they did, no. you have a power outage in Columbus that sets one team back two hours and throws everything else off. Oh, God. If they have it in groups of four, well, now we're just going to move them back to the other group. Mm -hmm. Now we'll have five games and three games. It, does, it doesn't affect the product in the final end as badly because you still have three games to flip through. I think they did. I think they did decently. I think that like to your point, I think they could have done better. I would love to see a weekend, a weekend staggered where it's like, you know, if, we, if you're going to do that one o'clock three oh, like one o'clock or two, like one, two, four, something like that. Right. I mean, if you're going to have all 16 teams go groups of four because, or that's 16 games, rather all 32 teams, 16 games, you're going to have some on the West Coast. Let's say you want those to start 8.30 Eastern time on a Saturday. So that means you're going to stagger the other ones. So you can have 8.30 for your L.A., Seattle, Anaheim, and San Jose games, if any of them are at home. But then you plan it backwards. And you mm -hmm. go from 1. It doesn't even have to be 1 o'clock. You can do a 5 o'clock game on a Saturday. Sure. Mm -hmm. On yeah, a fucking Tuesday, the first game started at six. The Frozen Frenzy started at seven, only on ESPN Plus, by the way. So you had to tune in there to get it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they cut to it on ESPN at eight o'clock. And by the way, biggest F couldn't get it in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The biggest market for this product mm -hmm. is Canada. And TSN said, fuck you. <laughs> Might want to rethink that one. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, does Canada does Canada can Canada do this? Like, I I think Rogers and TSN have too much power mm -hmm. when it comes to that. I mean, considering the fact that they own all the media rights up there, minus mm -hmm. like itty bit, like it just you as know, a treat. Yeah, well, Rogers has four buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh well, okay if you want to do that then you can't use our buildings fuck yeah right you know they 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 wield the sort of power up there yeah that i mean media companies media companies tend to then tend to overtake nature abhors a vacuum so well you know what happens when that happens and uh and it goes the other direction folly sports mm -hmm. oh god regional sports networks we hardly knew you anyway so the last thing i have at least for this episode uh we we mentioned it earlier the mm -hmm. connor bedard coverage where are you at with 
the in-your-face nature of Connor Bedard. I think we should listen to him when he says, this is a little weird. Done. <laughs> Done. No, like, honestly, honestly, truly. Conversation ends there. I mean, he's like, he went, he like, he went in, like, he went up to Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro and they asked him, What do you think about this? And he said, It's weird. And that was him probably sugarcoating it. Oh, yeah. Taylor Hall comes out and you, says, You know what he really wanted to say? What did he really want to say? Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> I'm sorry, we'll just find another generational talent. But, I mean... But, no, but that's that, that's my answer. We listened to him. Well, no, I get it. I get it. Here's the thing. We bitch, piss, and moan because Connor McDavid has no personality. We bitch, piss, and moan because they don't market their stars. They're I mean, marketing we, don't know, we don't know if Connor Bedard has a personality. He's not letting it out. First yeah. of all, credit to him. Credit to him for the way he's handling it all. Yeah. Second of all, we don't want just one person out there. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you have other young, talented players. Where's Devin Levi? Where's Leo Carlson? Where's, you know, some of those guys? Man, watch, it, watch it some of the Ducks games. Leo Carlson. Oh, I was wrong about the Leo Carlson pick. He's going to be good. Oh, he's real fucking good. He's going to be good. I, I actually have a, a note here that I, I was going to um, – I meant to call in after that game for you guys for uh, for another voicemail. But mm. that, that Ducks team, with and without Carlson, to, to, two totally different teams. Yeah. Two totally it's, different teams. It's so weird I, that he's kind of the straw. Like, and they're, they're, they're doing load management with him, which, you know, which is both new age and been done for years prior, but something you don't hear of very often. Because this is the Ducks team saying, we're not going anywhere, so we're going to actually try to develop you so you have a long career. Right. Something that we basically have neglected to see any team with a potential generational talent look to do. Yeah. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. The Ducks are fourth in the in the division. Mm -hmm. The only teams ahead of them are the Kings, the Canucks, and the, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Knights just lost for the first time tonight. Canucks no are currently shit-kicking Jordan Bennington. Love to see it. Love to see it. By next episode, mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look into some of this stuff. I'm starting to wonder to myself: Could the Ducks actually make the playoffs? Wait a year. Wait a year. It's early. It's, it's early. early. It's early. They don't have a good team, but they have a lot of good pieces. You say. Well, here's the thing: good pieces make a good team. They don't have enough good pieces, I should say. They have good pieces, though. Are we sure about that? Here's why I asked that question. Because the pieces that they have, we can name eight, nine, ten guys and sit there and go, they're either going to be really good or they already are really good. Mm -hmm. And then we can name another three or four guys where you sit there and go, you know what you're going to get out of them. That's 15 guys out of a 20-man roster, all right? Mm -hmm. Like, Gibson's a wild card. But here's the thing. If you, look at how played, if you look at how he's played, he still has it. Dostal's kind of ringing up the rear, though, over there. But he has a very high ceiling. Mm -hmm. 
So the question becomes, as a tandem, how good are they? High ceiling, low floor. Because we've seen them both be really fucking bad. Mm -hmm. But when they're getting, like, the game the other night against Boston, there's, there's literally two sides of the coin. There's the Boston side and the Anaheim coin. The Anaheim side. On Anaheim's side, that is a win that you can build off of off this team. Yeah. That that win tells me the young players are buying into the coach. They're bu- yeah, Cronin Cronin has coached for a very long time, and it's he's paid his dues, and they got him because he's a great teacher. They but they're buying in. And he's such that- an upgrade over Eakins. Holy shit! Dallas oh, Eakins yeah. is a terrible NHL coach. They're buying in on what he's selling. And they're buying in on themselves, mm-hmm. which for a young team that's naive like the Ducks, that can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because I see if, what you're saying. Like, if that, they're like they're starting with the four or five spot for the whole season, and they get the four spot, and they come in the way that Florida Panthers did last year, they're going to sit there and they're going to go, "Why the fuck can't we do it?" No. People said we were going to be dead last or second to last all season. No. Yeah, we're in the fucking playoffs. Why can't we do this? Young, dumb, and full of piss and vinegar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite ready to say that they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But what's stopping them? You tell me that. What's stopping them? Mm-hmm. You know, every everybody was saying, oh, I, I want to see it from Buffalo before I believe it. You're seeing it from the Ducks right now. You're not seeing it from Buffalo either. No, no. Yeah. No, Comrie's hurt now, though. He got hurt earlier today. So that... Might help. Connor Clifton's going to be sitting for a while. Yeah, probably. You know, mm. ironically, speaking of the Ducks and speaking of the Buffalo Sabres, Sabres mm. are missing Lubushkin on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what a steal for the Ducks. I mean, they could they could use someone like him right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost like, I don't know, they shouldn't have traded him away. Yeah. For a fourth round pick. Oh, boy. Anyway. We, I, this is us. I don't know how we got here from Connor Bedard coverage. Oh, Leo Carlson. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Connor Bedard coverage, my, like, like, like we, 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 we can, we can, we can pontificate all we want about that. But the bottom line is, is that like, they're we promoting need to listen. We need, we need to look, we need to hear him when he says it's weird. That's code for please stop. Right. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And the fact that he came out and said it should be enough for them to be like, okay, shit, you're right. We went a little too far with this. Mm-hmm. We you can, can pull back while still covering him. 100%. 100%. Here's the thing. When we say we want them to market their stars, we put an S on it. We don't want them to market one star. We don't sit What's there that and go, family go- I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on Short Shift. What's the, the family guy bit with Chris and the cigarettes? Oh, you yeah. smoke, eh? Yeah. Here's a whole pack. Fucking smoking. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Pick another star. You know? Like, and, and honestly, if you were to sit there and be like, Adam Fantilli versus Connor Bedard in your week-over-week coverage, fine. You're covering two of them at least. Yeah. You know, you're covering the guy who could have been arguably a number one pick who dropped to three, by the way. You know, and, and, oh, speaking of which dropping in the draft, uh, the NHL has essentially voted to decentralize the draft. Um, are you worried? We're not going to get another Shane Wright moment staring down the Montreal Canadiens. 
that. At first, I was like, this is no big loss. It's really it's really funny that you mentioned that. Because at first, I was like, eh, this is no big loss. Like, I generally don't watch the draft. I generally will follow along. But right. I don't watch the, the pomp and circumstance. Then I remembered that. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. We're not going to get it. Uh. <laughs> We're not going to get another Shane Wright. There will be there will never be another Shane Wright. No. Sucks. Like I get where they're coming from with it. Here's mm-hmm. what I want to avoid. Do you remember the expansion draft for Seattle? Frank Cervalli does. Do you remember how we knew every pick before it actually happened? Frank Cervalli did. Can we not do that again? <laughs> I don't care how you do the draft. Don't do that. Oh, man. I remember don't... him being flayed to hell. Don't being let... like, they're going to pick this. Don't let. Well, no, it wasn't even they're going to pick this. It was he's on the team. He's on the team. He's on the team. He's on the team. He's literally just putting in the roster one name at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Oh don't God. let my twitter feed be ahead of what actually is happening right and i know that's going to happen because of streaming and internet and mind blows and all that stuff i get it mm-hmm. but i shouldn't have seven people tweet out a name as the number one overall pick and then have i mean we'll, we'll, we'll probably have a good idea of who it's going to be but like as soon as Connor bedard went everyone went fintilly and Anaheim came along and said, "Nope, Carlson." I was, and everybody. I went, remember, I remember covering the draft with you, and, and yeah. they didn't call Carlson's name. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And everybody went, "What?" Yeah. What Turns happened? out it may have been the right pick. Right. Yeah. And and it just reminds me of that scene. You ever see Draft Day? Yes. Leo Carlson at all costs. <laughs> that was his sticky note. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bedard. Carlson. Yep. And everybody went, what? And he went, I yeah. but it looks like it's the right pick for that team too. Yeah. And Not it looks like it was the right pick for Columbus. Right. It It's worked out. Yeah. They all have a goal now, but you know, you know, who's got more points than all of them. Uh, is it Patra? Mr. Hold my non-alcoholic beer, Matt Patra. <laughs> oh, oh man. It, Good if, for him, you're, if you're 31 other teams in the league, are you not sitting here going, what the fuck? They were supposed to suck for a year and not have a center. Yes. Yes. But uh, I think Ian said it best. We looked at them and went, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. I don't so I'm not like- going to do that. Oh, and, and by the way, all the people who want to bash on Sweeney for all of his draft picks and all of his, you know, trades and all this other stuff. That's a mm-hmm. nice another little fuck off. You know, shout out Dom Tiano, by the way, because Dom mm-hmm. Tiano all summer was saying, watch out for this kid. We mm-hmm. saw him at development camp and when he looks good, don't know mm-hmm. if he's ready for the team now, but he looks good. Mm-hmm. And then he came out in the preseason and he went, look what else I can do. <laughs> hey look live game action right no. and then everybody i just 
I want him on this team. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, I, I think he's going to be on this team. But if Cam Neely really thinks that he's going to put him back to Guelph, he can puck off. He went up to Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro, and they asked him, what do you think about this? And he said, this is a little weird. And that was him probably sugarcoating it. (laughs) Done. Done.